listening to SBS On The Money with Ricardo Gonsalves. Hi everyone, it's a daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Wednesday, the 31st of August 2022 from the SBS newsroom. Later, profit reporting season has wrapped up. We'll preview it with Mike Jenica from Credit Suisse. But first, to superannuation and as the cost of living rises, a new report by National Seniors Australia and Challenger has found that some retirees are cutting back on their lifestyle instead of using their nest egg. They found 23% of retirees don't intend to draw their super capital down in retirement. Instead, they're living off income alone. And only 2% have accessed home equity or reverse mortgages. So to find out more, I spoke earlier with Aaron Minnie from Challenger. Aaron, First of all, to what extent are retirees satisfied with their financial security and why do you think that is? Yeah, thanks, Ricardo. In general, they're pretty satisfied. 75% of them say they're satisfied with their financial security. But when you dig into it, some of them aren't quite so sure what to do with it. You know, main reason they're satisfied is we had 30 years now of super. And so people have you know, got some savings in there and super's really working in that space. And we're seeing retirees with balances there. But on the flip side, they're just not always so sure how to spend it properly and get the most out of it. Before we go into how they're spending it right, that that wealth, that's not necessarily uh, spread out evenly across um, demos, especially gender, right? Can you go through that? And I guess the the real question is, how do you fix it? That's right. And it's like everything when you look at wealth, there's always distortions in terms of gender and demographics. It's the same here with retirees. Women don't have as much savings or super in retirement. Um, we've seen that with the long history of the, the earnings and what they've done over their careers. And so the fix for that, it, it's pretty hard to fix at the end. I think what you need to do to fix it is fix it at the start. Let's fix the wages. Let's get the uh, part-time mixes working. Let's get super paid on parental leave for everybody. You know, things like that, that can help sort of put more money into the system as they earn it and when they earn it. Um, still, many people are afraid to touch their super or even assets like homes as they reach retirement age. Instead, they they crimp on their lifestyle instead. Can you go through that? And to what extent are people doing so? That's exactly right, Ricardo. Like when we looked at the survey and very explicit asking people in terms of what they're doing. And a lot of people are just not sure sort of what they're going to have to spend later on. And so they just sort of hold back. You know, in many cases, it's they, their fears are not founded. They won't be spending their fear, what they're worried about. But they're holding back because they just don't know. They don't have enough information. Uh, there's a lot of uncertainty about what that's going to be. And so they're, they're really holding back uh, in terms of what they're spending. And it, it's even more so for the home. You know, particularly we've got 85% of retirees that do own their home outright. And they like to hang on to that. You know, and it just gives them that additional level of security knowing they've got their home. So how do you encourage people to access their super or draw down on their assets like their home? I think one of the things that's encouraging is the latest uh, retirement income covenant. So super funds from July this year have got to help members do that. And if we talk about it a lot more, you know, the concept to me, we talk about this nest egg. Uh, We're going to get people's mindset to break the nest egg, you know, and and maybe make a cake because everyone likes cake because we've got to get more understanding and more guidance around spending this income in retirement because really that's what super's about. It's not about the balance. It's about having that money to spend later on. And the more we normalise this income stream, 
the better off I think people are going to be to understand that that's what it's all about. And what about tips right now? I mean, I, I guess the, the, the main thing is that people are worried about how they're going to survive in the future. What if? So how do you get over that what if? The what if is always, um, it's a hard one to do because you've got to create some peace of mind. You know, and ways you can do that is finding a solution that it, you know will always be there when you get older. You know, like the age pension, you know, some people worry about that, but most people know that's going to be there and that will give them a base. But that's not always enough. So what can you do that's going to give someone income for life? You know, and that's something that can give people you know, the confidence to spend now, knowing that actually, you know what, if I live to 85, I'll have the money I need, or 90, or even 95. That's going to give them the confidence to spend now. That's Aaron Mini there from Challenger Financial. Now let's go from super to something that impacts your super, and that's the Australian share market, which closed today weaker by 0.2%, 6,986 on the ASX 200. For more on the day's market action and his take on profit reporting season, I spoke earlier with Mike Jenica from Credit Suisse. Uh, well, investors and central banks, importantly, are currently seeing slowing economic growth and higher than target inflation. Uh, so the, although inflation is, is showing signs of peaking in the US, it is still rising in Australia and is rising strongly in Europe due to very high energy prices. So central banks are indicating that demand, economic demand remains too high relative to supply and monetary policy will therefore need to move into restrictive territory to slow um, economic growth down, to bring inflation down. That's really the priority. Uh, the implications for shares in that environment are that the risks are now tilted to the downside in the near term, and that's really due to the combination of higher interest rates that uh, impact valuations and the risk of weaknesses in profits. Um, so we would not be surprised uh, in the current environment to see a meaningful correction in share markets over the remainder of 2022. Still, what about here? To what extent are consumers coping with rate rises and inflationary pressures? Because we saw Harvey Norman say today that sales rose uh, almost 11% over the last eight weeks compared to a year ago. And then in the travel sector, Webjet said bookings were tracking at 95% of pre-pandemic levels. So what's your take on the consumer here? Well, consumers are coping relatively well at this stage with both the early rises in interest rates and, in, and inflationary pressures. So uh, the starting point is pretty strong. Uh, we've got historically low levels of unemployment. Uh, we've got high levels of savings that have been built up over the pandemic and the, that can be drawn down. And the rate rises will also take time to, to have an effect. Uh, this is, was a significant number of low-rate uh, fixed-rate uh, mortgages that were um, uh, taken out during the pandemic. Those are yet to reset. So that's still to come. Uh, so what we're seeing, you're, you're right, that retail sales uh, are holding up and reopening of areas like travel is seeing very strong demand uh, because many bookings are not price-dependent at this stage. So it's still early in the cycle and we'd expect pressures to grow over time. Okay, we're wrapping up reporting season. Uh, obviously a very, very busy time for you. You've been across it. How would you rate it? And were there any interesting trends that you saw? Uh, reporting season was was pretty strong overall. Uh, aggregate profits were up 20% uh, and that followed a gain of more than 40% in 2021. So profits are at record levels. 
the mining and energy sectors really were the highlights. Uh, they've led the gains. Uh, we've had high commodity prices. And those uh, major companies have got strong balance sheets and been paying very strong dividend returns to shareholders. Uh, so that's been a very clear trend and a very positive one. Uh, elsewhere, um, companies are in pretty good financial shape uh, and have been able to use the healthy demand levels that we're still seeing to maintain profitability despite disruption and cost increases. So margins have held up quite well. Um, on the downside, though, one of the trends that we saw through the reporting season is that analysts have generally lowered expectations for 2023, and that's because mining commodity prices have declined through the year and management guidance uh, for earnings for across the market uh, has been more cautious uh, than analyst expectations. And that's just reflecting the tougher economic environment that's starting to emerge. And Mike, just finally, in this environment of rising interest rates and inflation, where are the opportunities for investors? Uh, we believe it's prudent for investors to have some cash on the sidelines uh, to deploy into shares uh, should a meaningful correction take place. Uh, in the current environment, uh, in terms of the share market itself, um, we continue to like the, the major energy and, and mining companies. Balance sheets are strong. We're expecting energy prices to stay high. And mining shares are at the bottom of the commodity price cycle. And they're all both of those sectors are attractively valued. Banks as well are a reasonable option, we think. Um, their revenues are set to benefit from, from higher um, net interest margins as the, their mortgage rates go up by more than their funding costs. And bad debts for banks are likely to stay pretty low. So we, we'd be um, investing in the large sectors and mining, energy and banks, we think, are, are relatively attractive. That's Mike Jenica there from Credit Suisse. This SBS On The Money podcast is provided for informational purposes only content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decision. Music.